Welcome to the 7 Daily Choices Podcast, a podcast designed to empower you to transform your relationships, optimize your leadership, and ignite your world. My name is Dow Tippett, and I want to help you create, build, and sustain a thriving life with others. So last week, we started a series where we're talking about vulnerability, and we're talking about how vulnerability actually comes into play in our life. And today, I want to actually talk to you about how vulnerability can affect your sales if you're a business leader, or um, at least your output, if you've got a message or you've got something you're trying to get out into the world, how vulnerability makes a difference in getting to this. And let me start by telling you about this client I've got. I've got a client, and this client of mine is struggling with sales. And as I sat and talked to this client about their struggles, I heard my own voice in my head coming back at me. And that's when I started to think about this idea of how vulnerability really affects sales. So my client is struggling because they're trying to get 12 people on their team. They'd like to have 12 people, a team of 12 people to join them in their business and in what they're doing to get their product out in the world. And also for themselves to have their own products uh, that are part of that, that they get out into the world. And they're looking for a specific kind of person, specific, very, very nuanced person that they're trying to find that this product they have and this this direction they have, this business they have is going to be good for to get other people on their team that other people are going to do well with. And so as they look at that, they're trying to discover 12 people. And I said to my client, I said, listen, if you're looking for 12 people, And let's say you get all 12 from just our community here in Wilmington, Ohio. So we're in Wilmington, Ohio, population about 12,500. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but somewhere around there. And that's the population here. You're looking for your team of 12. The majority of the people in our community are going to tell you no. In fact, if If she gets 1% of our community, she will hit 10 times her expressed goal. She'll have 125 people on her team if she just gets a 1% close rate. But that means she will have received 12,375 no's. Now, granted, some of those no's are going to automatically be from children who can't be her clients, can't have their own business, can't do what they're doing. But the fact is, is that when you start doing the numbers, there's this incredible number of people in the world. And as as my client looks at all this number of people out there and she worries about the no's, she's not able to get to the yeses. Until we quit worrying about people telling us no, we're not going to be able to get to the yes. In fact, we should want no's. We should know in order for me to get, let's say I want to get to a 10% close rate. Let's say I have a 10% close rate. Every 10 people, I get somebody to actually take my product. For me, my product is I'm, I'm a speaker, I'm a teacher, I'm a coach, I'm an author, and I help leaders optimize their leadership potential by transforming their relationships. So I get, that's what I do. It's about transforming relationships. There are lots of ways you can work on your leadership potential that have nothing to do with building better relationships. But I'm an EQ guy. I'm working on EQ stuff. I'm working on what people call soft skills, although we all know they're hard skills. And we... Uh, That's what I do. I I work with leaders to help them become better at relationship and transform the relationships they're in that will allow them to optimize their leadership potential. And as I work towards that goal, it limits 
who's actually going to be my client. And if I want those people to be my client, I have to, that means I have to talk to people who are not my client. So let's say one in 10 people that I talk to wants to be my client. That means nine people are going to tell me no. It means I need to ask at least nine people to say yes to me and expect them not to in order to get the one person who does. I also know this, statistically, the average speaker across the board in order to get a speaking gig needs 29 people to say no. 29 times they say no to you in order to get the one speaking gig that you're going to get. Okay, so what do you do? Do you chase after the yes or do you chase after the no's? In fact, it's not that I want to be rejected over and over and over. I'd love to up my close rate and have fewer no's in my life. And I'm reading books and trying to understand how to have fewer no's just like everybody else. I want a higher close rate. But the truth is the average, if I'm just average, if I'm just doing the average job, I'm going to get 29 no's. Let's say I am, I am twice as good as most people. I'm twice as good. Here's what that means. I'm still going to get 14 no's for every yes. 14 no's for every yes. And yet we struggle and my client struggles and so many of us struggle to get the sales we're looking for because we're not willing to face down no. We're not willing to look no in the eye and, and expect it. Expect people to say no. But here's what I'm learning. And, and I, I need to say this. I am learning this. I haven't figured this out. It's not like I've got this down and I do it all the time and I never struggle with this. I struggle with this all the time with that fear of being rejected, of somebody else telling me no. Here's what I'm finding though. The more I'm willing to accept that there are going to be more no's than yeses, even when I'm doing a great job, even if I am doing my job at the top of my game, I'm hitting higher than most people ever do. I'm doing better than most people. Even at the top of my game, there's going to be more no's than yeses. Did you know that uh, an email list, when you send out an email list to your email list, if you get 30%, you're on the high end. If you get 30% of the people to open your emails, you're doing better than most people. Like that's on the high end. So that means 70% of the people never even open your email when you send it to them. And you know what? That's normal. It's it's like baseball. We talk about batting 300 is good. And we're all like, man, if I could just do my job well 30% of the time. The truth is you can. Usually that's about normal for most of us. That we do not close <laughs> at 90% all the time. When we meet people like that, they're special. Those are unique people, but I bet, you, I bet you here's what you find. They don't try to sell to people who don't fit their yes. And the only reason they know their yes is they've heard their no so many times. They know who's going to be a no before they get there so that they can get a yes whenever they start because they already know they've got a client. They know the person they're talking to is a client. They know how to talk to that client because they already know that's the kind of person they're going after. They've niched down so well on what they do and they've done it for so long that they know when they've got a client in front of them that they're going to be able to sell. And so they get a higher close rate because their actual attempts are fewer because they know when not to attempt to make a sale. And so they're always able to do more. And so what we've got to understand is 
vulnerability helps us get there when we're willing to accept we're going to hear rejection. We're going to be told no if we're doing our jobs right. If I am selling right, I am going to sell my specific product to a specific client and not everybody will fit in that category. And even though I may not know who all I can sell to, if I'm not selling to a specific person, a specific client, I'm going to struggle to get the yes because I'm not going to know who I'm looking for it from. And I'm actually going to have a lower close rate, not a higher close rate because I'm selling to all the wrong people. But when I sell to the right person, when I see my client clearly, and the more clearly I see my client, the better I can do at helping them to see that they need my services. And I know because I know that they're my client because I've been able to help other people like them get what they want. And I know I can help them get what they want so I can serve them. And I know I can serve them because I've I've served others exactly like them before. And so We've got to figure out who is your client, who is it you're trying to get at, how do you get there, and what are the numbers. But that takes a willingness to do the work to get to the numbers and accept no as a positive answer. There's actually a a book out there about a guy who did this. He went out and faced rejection just to get over the fear so he could do better at sales. And he went out and and did things that he thought people would actually say no to. And he found fewer people said no than he expected. So until you actually do the math, don't let your brain play games with you. So there are four questions I want you to think through and I want you to go through If you're having trouble moving forward in sales or moving forward in getting your message out and you feel like you want to get your message to more people, but you're not sure how to do that, there are four questions I want you to ask yourself. Um, And these questions are going to make you a little bit vulnerable, but you've got to answer them. And if you haven't answered these questions, you've got to be willing to admit that you (laughs) you may not be able to get where you want to go. So, If you're not willing to be vulnerable, this won't work. But here's how vulnerability plays in your favor is if you will answer these four questions before you even get started, you'll be able to handle taking no for an answer. So here's the questions. Number one, am I willing to do the math? I'm not saying am I willing to do somebody else's math? Am I willing to do my own math? How many times does it take me to get a yes? How many no's do I have to get to get a yes? And if you're not doing this regularly, you can't find out because you're not going to have good enough math. So to get good statistics, you're going to have to regularly go, 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 go. No, 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 yes. Yes. But you're going to have to do the math. And do the math, figure out what your close rate is. You've got to figure out what that is. Then, am I willing to do that work? Am I willing to do the work of getting the no's? Am I willing, if I figure out my close rate is, you know, I have to call 30 people to get one yes for a speaking opportunity and a chance to get my message out there, am I willing to call 30 people every day or every week or every however often I need to, to get the work I need to be successful, to feel like I'm making enough money for my family and, and doing what I need to do? Am I willing to do the work? Number three, am I willing to evaluate results? Am I willing to look at the honest results and say, hey, Maybe I'm doing better than I thought I would, or maybe I'm not doing as good as I thought I was, and I need to change my work, and I need to change my math. 
or I need to work on the math. When I do, am I willing to evaluate the results honestly? Am I willing to look at them and say, what are these results actually telling me? Here's the problem with data. Data by itself is not enough. I've got to have the story behind the data. Now, data is good though, and, and, but it's got to be evaluated data. Data is just data. Evaluated data actually gives us information we can use to make a difference uh, and make a difference in our ability to get things done. But if we're not willing to evaluate the data honestly, what's going to happen is we're going to constantly see repeated patterns and not know why. I, I knew a leader like this once who was more than willing to get data. And the more data, the more excited they got because they liked data because they could look at the data and they could figure out the data. But then when they would get poor data, they would explain it away every time. When the data showed up to be not what they hoped it would be, they would explain it away time after time after time. You can't explain away the data. You have to evaluate the results honestly. If I've done the work, am I willing to evaluate the results honestly? And then if my data and my results reveal that there's a problem, am I willing to change my strategy? Am I willing to go back and redo whatever I've been doing and redo all the work again to get my strategy right to up my numbers? Am I willing to do it again? Am I willing to go back? Am I willing to change? And you think that sounds simple, but let me tell you, it is hard to let go of the way you've been doing things to do things a different way to get a different result. But you know, about a thousand people have been quoted as saying insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting to get different results. You've got to be willing to change your strategy once you have done the you have done the math, you've done the work, you've evaluated the results, and then make your strategy adjustments. Now, you may find that your strategy is fine. Your strategy is working well. You're getting exactly the numbers you hope to get. You're getting exactly where you want to get. And that's fantastic. But if you want to grow, here's what I'm going to tell you. If you want to grow, you're going to have to change your strategy and you're going to have to change it again and again and again. Your strategy has got to keep keep adapting and keep adjusting to f- to keep up with the success you're having. As you start having success, you're going to have to adjust things. Sometimes people have so much success that they got to pull back. They got to say, okay, I'm I'm actually getting one in 15 and I don't want to have this many uh, clients that I'm serving. I've got too many clients. I can't keep up with them all, especially if you're in this private coaching business. There's a certain number you want to stop at. I need to pull back. I need to let off the gas a little bit because I'm getting overwhelmed by the work and it's too much. Other people are going to say, hey, I need more work. I need more work. I need more clients. I need more people that I'm doing this with. So I need to pour on the gas. I need to make this happen. I need to move the strategy. I need to adjust. I need to do more. I need to adjust how I'm doing it or I need to understand what's going on. And in every situation where you're looking for a specific result, where you're looking to get to a specific result that you would define as a successful result, this is the pattern you got to go through. You got to be willing to do the math, do the work, evaluate the results, and change the strategy where necessary. Make the changes necessary. And honestly, that's hard because that means you got to face a lot of rejection. You got to be willing to accept that you are not going to be the perfect person to do whatever you choose to do for everybody in the world. But here's the good news. There's 8 billion people in the world. 
You shouldn't have to be the perfect person to do everything everybody needs for everybody in the world. That's that's what Jesus is for. Me, I help leaders. I help leaders by helping them optimize their potential, by transforming their relationships. That's what I do. And because I'm a Christian, typically Christian business leaders are going to be more likely to want to listen to and follow what I do because there's this basis of Jesus in everything that I do. But if you're not a Christian, but you see my principles as sound and you want to work with me, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to work with you. I want to work with anybody who's willing to do what I'm offering for them to do. You don't have to be a Christian for me to work with you and to do that well. But I'm just telling you, there's a lot of people out there who are going to say no to me just because I say the name Jesus. And that's okay. Sometimes we just have to be so clear about who we are and what we do that we're going to get rejected. And we don't need to be defensive of that, about that or angry about that. One more story, and then I'm going to wrap up. Listen, I was uh, just on a Facebook group, which not always the brightest thing, but it was a martial arts Facebook group about different people it, where different martial artists get together and talk about their schools. And so it, it helps me with my school. I learn things there. I get good ideas there. So I'm on this group. And I, uh, there was this one message that came across, this one question came across, do any of you do meditation in your classes? To which I responded, well, as a Christian school, we do a devotion at the end of every class. And somebody came on, somebody I've never met, somebody not in my area, somebody, just some Joe Blow, you know, haters are going to hate, right? Gets on and said, I would never attend your martial arts class. To which I said, okay, there's two other great schools in town that don't do that that I would recommend. And his response, and of course, we're typing this, so I'm not hearing tone, he's not hearing tone, and of course, this is always hard on Facebook. But he came back and said, why are you so defensive? And I'm like, I'm not defensive, I'm just telling you, I'm okay if you don't want to come to my school because of what I do. I do what I do very well. And there are certain people who want what I do. And there are other people who don't want what I do. I've had more than one student in this town tell me they're not going to stay at my school if I keep doing devotions and praying before we start. And I tell them, Bill has got a great school and JD's got a great school and you can go learn the martial arts. They're going to do a fantastic job for you. If you want what I do, this is what I do. And if you don't want what I do, that's okay. That's okay. I'm not hurt by that. I'm not offended by that. And I don't need to change your mind. Now, some people are saying, well, you're losing the sale. You know what? They're not my client. They're not the person I'm meant to serve. And they're not going to be served best by me and what I do. When you get a no, instead of taking it personally, understand, it's just one step closer to another yes. The fact is, my school is growing. I have the largest martial arts school in town. I teach more students than anybody in town. And, and I'm okay doing what I do. As a coach, as a speaker, I've got to be okay with hearing no. My client had to, had to hear 12,375 no's to get to 1% of our community that actually needs her services. Now, listen, like I said, 12% is 10 times what she's looking for. But to get there, we've got to be willing to face and accept no. Not as a bad thing, but as a good thing. 
So I want you to reframe no for yourself and understand and do the math. Figure out how many no's do you have to get to get to your next yes? And ask yourself this, am I willing to do what it takes to get the no's so I can get the yes and I can help somebody else with what I have to offer? Hey, thanks for listening. If you like what you're hearing here, uh, would you do us a favor? Will you subscribe? Will you um, let other people know? Will you share it on online on Facebook and on Instagram and let other people know about it and LinkedIn for me? Uh, if you know somebody looking for a speaker, uh, you can go to support at 7dailychoices.com. Shoot me an email. Support at 7dailychoices.com. Shoot me an email. I'd love to meet up with them, talk to them, understand uh, their needs. We do our speaking around relational issues. We focus on that. But the truth is, I've been doing this a long time. And so I'm willing to be somewhat uh, um, adaptive to the the needs of different event planners as they plan different events. So um, we're going to do relationship and leadership. That's what we do because that's our client. That's who we do the best with. But event planners, if you're out there and you hear this, know this, we also are very quick to adapt to the needs of the people who we're working with because we want to help as many people as we can and get out the message of these seven daily choices as often as we can to as many people as we can so that we can all transform our relationships and optimize our leadership so we can ignite our world. Hey, thanks again. And uh, don't forget this. Life is a gift. Living is a choice. And living is measured in relationships. So choose relationship today.